welcome to the latest Fifth Step podcast. My name's Chris Don, and today I'll be talking to Fifth Step CEO Darren Ray. California is introducing its own Data Protection Act, uh, which is set to go live in January two thousand uh, two thousand and twenty. Um, it's called the California uh, Consumer Privacy Act two thousand and eighteen. Uh, so, Darren, um, how does or CCPA uh, for short? So, how does the uh, CCPA apply to consumers? Well, that's a really good question. It's um, it's a big step, actually. Um, California's been very forward-thinking in uh, much of its data protection regulation and its breach protection regulation. In fact, I think it was the first um, location to actually have breach um, a, a breach protection requirement, a legal requirement. So it's been very forward-thinking. So what companies um, have to do and what they have to think of... Um, remembering that this law comes into place in January 2020. Now, you and I, Chris, and regular listeners to, um, you know, to the podcast will know that uh, we've been talking about GDPR for some time, um, you know, the European Data Protection, uh, and we will be talking about that for probably about two years, 18 yeah. months ahead of, ahead of time. Don't so, know it. Yeah. <laughs> so 18 months... Um, to implement CCPA perhaps sounds like a really long time. But as you and I know, um, whilst it does seem like a long time when you're talking about GDPR all the time, it's actually not that long at all if you've got to implement these changes into a business. So start to think about it now, start to plan, start to reach out for help to the right um, organisations, those um, with experience in implementing data protection. So who within an organisation do you think will be responsible for putting this in, in a plan of action in place for this? Um, it'll probably vary, but um, between organisations. But you're going to have um, you're going to have CIOs responsible in some organisations. You're going to have COOs responsible in other organisations. If you've got a chief risk officer, they may be responsible. And other organisations will perhaps have their legal counsel um, responsible, just on the basis that it's a, a legal requirement. So, what's the sort of scope of the? Regulation in terms of have we got any numbers that can help people to know in terms of the size of the business or yeah. people that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, you are exempt from uh, implementing um, CCPA um, if your annual gross revenue is less than twenty five million. Okay, um, if you uh, if however you um, annually buy or um, receive commercial purpose such as you um, sell or share information for commercial purpose. Um, and it relates to more than 50,000 uh, consumers, and those consumers have to be based within California, um, um, or you're distributing that to um, a large number of households within uh, California or a large number of devices, then you will have to implement um, CCPA as well. Right. Um, or if you are, um, derive 50% of more of your annual revenue from selling consumer personal information, no matter how much your revenue is, you will still then have to uh, implement CCPA. Okay. So it's actually a little bit different structure to, to some of the other data protection regulation that we've spoken about before in the shape of you know, NYCRR 500, for example, or indeed GDPR. Um, so slightly different structured in that way, but once you're actually, um, you know, once you're in within the scope, yep. it's important to make sure that you're uh, doing all of, all of the right things. Okay, so uh, what under the uh, CCPA when it comes in? What are you know what what are going to be the rights of the consumer? I mean, uh, yep. yeah, yeah. So, um, like uh, GDPR in some respects, there are uh, a number of rights that um, that 
have been picked up uh, or identified. So one of them is the right to know. This is very similar to the right to be informed. Okay. So what it really says is at or before the point of information being provided by um, a, a consumer, they have to be informed as to what uh, personal information is being um, uh, is being collected and why it's being collected, why it's being uh, uh, processed. And it's perhaps important at this stage to um, help remove any confusion. Um, consumer makes it sound as if it's just businesses who are in retail, for example. Okay, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, it must have been, yeah. but it's not, um, it's not just about that because um, when you look at it, it comes down to households and um, and other aspects. So it's really about anyone that you can identify through personal information. So it comes back to the same kinds of people we saw being identified under GDPR, um, employees, uh, it could be students at a school or a university, anyone who's got an identification number, you know, a student identification number or an employee identification number, all of those um, individuals are then identifiable. And under the terms of CCPA, they are then consumers, uh, consumers of those services. Okay. So they have to have the right to know, so the right to know what their data is being used for and how it's going to be um, used. And they have the right uh, to request the business to disclose uh, where, um, uh, where certain information has been um, used and uh, where it's been passed on to third parties too. So okay. you can request that information afterwards. I mean, under the GDPR, I mean, there are eight different sort of uh, data rights, aren't there? I mean, are there a similar number under yeah. the CCPA? Yeah. yeah, there are a similar number, and mm. some of them have some crossovers. So the right of access and data portability, for example, very similar um, tenants and objectives as, um, you know, uh, as their counterpart uh, rights within uh, the, the GDPR. So... Um, you know, under the, the right of access and data portability, you can request a copy of your data and you can request a copy of that data in an electronic format so that you could pass it on to another provider or a competitive provider. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's also uh, presumably a right to be forgotten and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, well. very important these days. Um, you know, individuals want the right to be forgotten. They appreciate now uh, far better than they did um, you know, even 10 years ago that data on the internet doesn't necessarily go away and it's easily searchable and findable and surfaceable. So, um, you know, people want their data to um, go away and they don't want people hanging on to that data for an extended period of time when, you know, perhaps when they've closed an account or, or whatever it may be. Okay. Is there anything under CCPA that doesn't come under, say, the scope of the GDPR, for example? Is there anything, anything new there that the, the Europeans might not have thought about? Um, I think there are some um, some things. Um, um, uh, one interesting one, I think, is um, the uh, insistence that an organisation um, should not treat someone who decides to opt out of having their data sold, um, you know, by the by the the organisation that's collecting it. Um, they can't treat them differently. Um, yeah. So they can't say, "Oh, we're going to charge you more," or or something like that. Now that's slightly at odds. There are two parts of uh, the act that actually slightly contradict or come into competition with one another. There, um, so I think probably the safest thing is to say that they can't do so. They can't charge uh, more um, than the value of the data that's provided. So, if for example, I can have the service for free if I provide my email address, uh, email address, and agree for that email address to be sold on to someone else, I I must not then be charged, uh, you know, a thousand dollars a month uh, 
uh, for that same service if I refuse to have my email address passed on. Okay, that would be considered to be disproportionate. Um, so um, that's a little bit interesting. It's a slightly different take because um, the angle uh, that CCPA comes at this data protection angle, uh, yeah, the data protection uh, from is slightly different. It's coming at it from a consumer perspective rather than general data protection. So that's quite interesting, I think. So who, who's going to be um, leading this sort of thing? Which le what legislators or is it? What, what, how many does it have to go through? A number of bills? Uh, no, it's no, passed. It's, it's passed, passed, so it's passed oh, right. and actually signed. Oh, right. um, signed now. So. Um, so what are the next next steps then? Next steps are that it comes into force in January, um, January first, twenty twenty. So organisations at this stage need to um, be starting to prepare. Now there may be some challenges. Um, some of the larger um, tech companies in California have said that they're likely to uh, question, query, and uh, you know, and fight um, some some aspects of the CCPA. Um, I think that's going to be quite difficult for them to do since they've had to comply um, you know to GDPR and some of the things as we've already said are are similar it's a very different act and a very different um, approach in in some respects but very similar in other respects and I think there's going to be some real challenge on some of the tech firms if they say that it can't be done or it's too costly to do it where in many respects they may have already done it for um, you know for uh, EU GDPR. Well, that's we're talking about the big tech firms but it's um it's going to be a real challenge as well, presumably for, you know, if you're between 25 to $50 million turnover firm, um, this probably a, a CEO or CEO in that business might think this is an extra burden. How, how are they going to manage this process? I mean, are they going to have to employ a full-time person to look after? No, after? Uh, no, I don't think, uh, no, not at all. I mean, um, as you know, fifth step, we have um, a data protection officers as a service. Um, I think those kind of individuals are going to be uh, very prime time for this um, kind of, um, you know, helping organisations get the service into place uh, or, or get their compliance into place, should I say. Yeah. Um, and uh, make sure that they're uh, up to speed and ready. Um, we've obviously got the, uh, the New York data protection legislation. Now we've got California. Um, I, mean, I suppose I've got two questions. Is there any overlap between those two? And, and now that this is in place in those two states, there are obviously many other states in the US. And well, don't ask me how many they're, 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 they're others there are. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> you haven't disappointed me with your sense of geography. Uh, um, Luckily, I didn't take... I can't tell that I didn't take geography at school, can no, I? No, indeed. No, indeed. <laughs> and so, um, yes, there are a number of other states. In fact, Colorado has just passed its um, data protection... Um, requirements as right. well, and there's a uh, there's a number of others that are uh, proposing um, uh, various uh, levels of data protection. Now, there's varying degrees of crossover. The interesting thing uh, for organisations that are uh, multi-state organisations in the US yeah. is that the the different regulations will apply to residents of those different states. So, if you're an organisation that deals with California and with Coloradian uh, residents, then you're going to have that challenge of needing to implement and be able to distinguish between residents of those various um, states and ensure that you are dealing with the, um, the data privacy requirements of each of those states independently. Right, okay. It's, a, it's going to be a more complex landscape um, in the next few years 
as more and more states um, implement their own uh, requirements. But hopefully they're going to take the lead and you know copy um, some of the aspects from the CCPA. Um, and so I was going to say, will this, do you think the CCPA will become to be recognised as a kind of template that can be adopted you know, for, by, by all the others? Well, I think in some states it will, although um, uh, you know, I think um, uh, some... You know, some views of uh, um, of some states may uh, consider California to be, um, you know, very uh, liberal and a little bit different in some respects, and they may consider yeah. their own data protection requirements to be slightly different to those of California. So, where and if that's the case, uh, they'll obviously amend them slightly, uh, and we'll see how that pans through. Okay, so um, again, coming back to the numbers again, um, and then breach notification um, and damages. Really, I mean, uh, is this uh, is it going to be as punitive as other sort of data protection regulations around the world? Yeah, I mean, um, we really consider to GDPR to be um, at the height of that, with uh, you know a very <coughs> flat calculation of um, you know up to twenty million euros, or indeed four uh, percent of annual global revenue if you're a, if you're a particularly large company. Um, under uh, CCPA, um, individuals can bring uh, their own um, uh, damage uh, claims, um, and they can be, or they are limited within the Act to being um, not less than a hundred dollars and not greater than seven hundred and fifty dollars uh, per consumer incident. Mm. So that means if you have a breach of um, you know fifty thousand records, uh, for example, which isn't a lot of uh, of data these days. You know, if you think of um, you know the likes of uh, well, if you think of the likes of Equifax, where you had millions, um, you know. Millions yes, and millions sure. of records of, uh, of personal information, for example. Um, but you know, even if you take a, a relatively small um, data breach of fifty thousand PI records, um, that would mean that the damages would be within the region of um, you know five million at the lowest end, the hundred dollar um, range, up to thirty seven and a half million dollars at the okay. top end, and that's a relatively small breach. Um, you know, as I say, of fifty thousand records. So um, have a think about that from the, the perspective of the organisations that are needing to implement. They're going to need to do something. Um, cyber insurance is probably going to be part of their defence and part of their toolbox, but they're going to need to make sure that they're doing the right things and got the right policies, processes, procedures in place uh, to ensure that uh, the data is protected and that they're only keeping and collecting the data that they actually need. So they're not, not overly exposing themselves. I was actually talking to someone from uh, the reinsurance company, Munich Re, the other day. He said that GDPR is opening up new opportunities for providing products in, in insurance. So um, that is something that could well be you know, on, the, uh, on the horizon. Oh, beyond a shadow of a doubt. I, I don't doubt that at all. I mean, we've seen aspects of that. And we've seen um, you know, the opportunities, um, as I'm sure they will appear um, within California as well, um, for... Um, claims companies to well, establish. Well, I was going to say, I mean, what about stuff like, you know, obviously America is, a, or the US is a famously litigious um, no country, um, in terms of would this open up um, opportunities where people might think, oh, this could be a class action in the making, that sort of thing, which is more, much more likely to happen than you get in Europe? I, I think it. I, I think it is, Chris. From the you know, from what we're seeing here, and from the um, you know the historical evidence, I think that's probably true. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, in terms of you know, are there other sort of breach notification laws or any? Uh, what kind of um, information do you need to provide? 
Yeah, there is. Um, so, so in terms, I'm thinking in terms of like you know your ID and social security, all that kind of stuff. Are they do they come under this framework? Yeah. Um, so there's a um, as I mentioned earlier on, there's um, California's had uh, breached notification requirements since 2002. Yeah. Um, so. Um, you know, there's a very clear definition under that legislation as to what uh, personal data is, um, uh, is, is perceived to be. Uh, it's actually broader um, under CCPA because it's anything that can identify an individual. It's actually much closer um, definition of personal information, uh, much closer to GDPR um, in its definition. But... Um, yeah, the existing breach laws are already there, so Californian companies will be used to those and ready um, to respond um, within those uh, those kind of timeframes. Um, so, little change around uh, around that, but still something to um, to monitor and ensure you're prepared for. And obviously, if you've got to change other aspects, it may be the opportunity to actually improve what you've done before, and um, you know your breach responsiveness or the effectiveness or efficiency of it. You know, maybe opportunities to save time and effort and get to the end goal quicker um, sure. with, uh, with reviewing it. Okay, well, I think that's probably covered off most of the things we needed to talk about about CCPA um, today. Um, I mean, you're, you're a fairly frequent flyer to the US, aren't you? So um, I'm guessing that, um, you know, you'll, you'll be out there over the, over the next six months or a year. So if anyone's got oh, yeah. any further questions, they can, you know... Well, feel free to give you a, give you a call and, you by know. all means. I mean, um, you know, uh, listeners to the podcast know you can always reach me either on LinkedIn. If you search for Darren Ray on LinkedIn, you can Google me. Um, you'll find me on uh, um, just by a simple Google search, um, Darren and then Ray with a W, so W R A Y. Um, you can um, find me and find uh, Fifth Step at uh, www.fifthstep.com, um, and uh, we're on Twitter at Fifth Step. And uh, I'm also uh, on LinkedIn, as is uh, Fifth Step as well. So if, sure. you, if you find uh, Fifth Step there, um, we do a lot of work already existingly in the US from our, uh, from our New York office. Um, and we do a lot of existing work on the West Coast. And I only see that increasing as, yes. um, you know, as this um, data privacy um, requirement or fashion, <laughs> if, you, if you want a better phrase, actually increases and spreads across um, you know, the US now. It seems the US is really grabbing that, uh, that bull by the horns. Sure. So it's, it's been about a year since you wrote your little book of GDPR. I mean, can we expect to see a little book of CCPA coming out? Well, who knows? We might, uh, we, might, uh, we might see that. That's, uh, that's not what I had on the list, but <laughs> hey, let's, uh, um, you know, let's see. Okay, great. Okay, well, uh, thanks for that. Uh, as, as enlightening and uh, illuminating as ever, Darren. So uh, until the next, G, uh, next podcast, uh, I'd like to say thanks to all our listeners uh, for uh, tuning in today and uh, speak to you soon. Thanks very much, Chris.